It's important to think about profit sharing percentage in the context of society. And we can think about this from a microeconomics uh, frame. And if we look at this free rider scenario here, this is one kind of profit share. We have rent seeker, which is another kind of profit share. We have platform, which is another kind of profit share. And we have product. There's no perfect scenario in any of these categories. Really, there's pros and cons to you know this in terms of both the consumer and the the company as well but it's important understanding what these terms mean so first up if we have free riders a good example would be public radio and tv so there are many people that daily listen to public radio but never pay for a subscription so they're free riders they're getting a benefit without paying anything for it if enough people didn't pay for public radio there would be no public radio Likewise with software piracy, if uh, it's able uh, in terms of a, a software package, it's able to be downloaded for free. Eventually, if enough people became free riders, there'd be no profit. And then why would the software developer uh, actually continue to develop that software? So the free riders could cause an issue there. And, and likewise, this may be the case with generative AI as well. If all of the content from newspapers to films to book writers to software engineers is all consumed and there's no uh, profit sharing then eventually the motive to produce these things in the public domain or even in a copyrighted manner uh, if they're not protected uh, could induce all creative output to zero right so th these are some of the issues with with free writing now again if there's only a few free riders then maybe doesn't matter but it's something to to be aware of now in terms of rent seeking really the concept with rent seeking is and it's not a 100 percent rent seeking behavior there's a gradient here is that you want to do as little work as possible uh w w while getting some kind of a rent or some kind of a, a payment so if we look at venture capital that's a good example where in, in some scenarios potentially a venture capital firm will invest in 100 companies. They know that 95 out of 100 potentially could go bankrupt. So those 95 companies with their employees are taking gigantic risks. They could have even earned a much larger uh, payout in terms of salary bonuses from an established company, uh, but they're actually getting a lower expected value, which is the profit uh, that you're going to get multiplied by the probability of the event. In this case, it would be, uh, you know, essentially 5% uh, probability. And so you're taking all the risk, but the venture capitalists are taking the profit because they've invested uh, in a way of indexing uh, against all the risk. Likewise with book publishers, in some scenarios, maybe a book, book publisher does a lot uh, for an author. In some scenarios, maybe they do very little but they're getting 10 to 15% in many scenarios for uh, the book. So you could call this a form of rent seeking. Now, a lot of times as well, in these kinds of scenarios, you could see that there's really a high, lot, a high amount of management because they have the funds, right? They're, they're taking a majority of the profits and then they potentially invest that back into the organization. Now, whether that actually adds value to society or it adds value to the product it is really on a case by case basis. We can see with uh, professional sports, one of the lower profit sharing uh, percentages is the UFC, where they're getting 17 to 20% payouts. But in the terms of uh, more mature organizations like the NFL, they're getting a partner level payout. So 50% of the revenue that goes in the NFL then goes back to the players. And, and other organizations that are more mature, like basketball and baseball, also have similar profit sharing. So you can see there's a, there's a partner equilibrium where 
really the trade-offs start to make sense for both the uh, workers as well as the owners and this could be a sweet spot to to consider now in terms of a platform there are also some benefits right if you get 80 percent of the profit that's great for you but if there's ruthless competition that's not great for you uh, and there's an expression in economics imperfect competition all profit leads to zero meaning that if the platform has no way of limiting who can join the platform there's no way to even differentiate between who's great and who's not great and this could really cause a problem with uh, eliminating the profit now the platform itself potentially could make lots of money because they have all these people competing and they get a transaction fee the final stage here is really uh, kind of a perfect scenario for the owner is if you're let's say a farmer and you directly sell fruit on the side of the road you get hundred percent of the profit right there's no transaction fees there's nothing involved uh, at, at, with a middleman when you're when you're selling a product directly to the customer so it's important to consider this whenever you hear about a opportunity or a, a new kind of technology or some new uh, thing that you're thinking about is that there's trade-offs to each of these there's trade-offs to free riders there's trade-offs to rent seekers there's trade-offs to the platform there's trade-offs to products and it's important to, to really go into the scenario with your eyes open and also from an ethical standpoint what is the impact on society when you're engaging with a company that's doing one of these behaviors.